Hi, everybody. Uh, David Knorr with Gen Cords. I want to welcome you to another episode of our uh, that's Intelligent Growth. Uh, uh, delighted you're here. Uh, Jen, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Uh, good to uh, be with our audience. Uh, we are recording this session because I am on the road and we want to continue to deliver value and keep you updated on our progress. I am doing this from the road, as you can see, not my typical background, but we're excited to, to be here and, and uh, share a great update with the group. Absolutely. And as some may notice, we've got a new branding in our overlay and we made a really big announcement last week. So why don't you tell our audience about that? Yeah, really excited that uh, after, boy, 22 years of the NOR group, which for uh, our, our, those who are watching and uh, maybe listening, uh, have been really my, my life's work around this idea of uh, intentional, quantifiable, and strategic relationships. And uh, the NOR group really was the culmination of our suite of services. Initially, it was me doing speaking engagements and and growth consulting and executive coaching and leadership development and and you know we were delighted to have met you at, at, a, at a client event and we got to talking and, and you were leaving and you were excited about joining us a couple of couple of years ago and and then we expanded to a portfolio of, of revenue operations or revop services and digital advisory, and and then we started tag teaming on speaking engagements and some of our consulting work, uh, and and it made a lot of sense as you and I talked about in this journey. And I've been thinking about this for some time, of digitally transforming even our own business. And and you kind of hear a lot of that, and you know, digital transformation has been around for a while, and you wonder what does that mean. It the vision was both digitize, kind of what we do and how we do it but also digitalize our business model. So for our audience, if you've read the Relationship Economics book, in it, I've got you know, methodologies and, and when we do the leadership development program or we go out and train you know, enterprise teams, there's sort of exercises for, it's amazing how dumb I was two weeks ago. For years, I've been doing these on paper. So, you know, again, I was teaching the methodology and I wanted the audience to, you know, fill in the, the worksheets. And, and whenever they capture that data on a worksheet, um, you know, you and I talked about it. We have no visibility into that data. And more importantly, can't really help them operationalize, in many ways, democratize those ideas, that methodology. So with your help, uh, we have created, not just rebranded, I, I want to make sure our audience knows this is not just a new name and a new website. It really is a, a renewed vision to go to market very differently than we have in the past. And so we've created Avenir. Uh, it's a derivative of a French word meaning new heights, new beginnings, new opportunities. So if you go to norgroup.com, you'll see our announcement top of the page. And Avenir is an exciting new chapter in our evolution to, to build some really interesting technology. Uh, we believe for the first time, and I'd love your comments on this, of, of a generative AI platform to really uh, bring the relationship economics methodology to the market. And we believe this is something we can build, build effectively, impactfully with an efficient use of capital and, and really scale this, this uh, proven uh, method in 
organizing, activating, and monetizing your relationships to the market. Sounds very exciting. And I'm, I, you are correct. I am very eager to be a part of that and help lead and drive that generative AI platform. But for those who have known us as Nor Group for a while, you, me individually, uh, they probably are thinking, are we getting away from our suite of services that we've offered in the past? I, I, absolutely not. As a matter of fact, I was with a group of executives last night and, and it turned out several in the room had, had hired you know, me and us for, for speaking engagements and coaching. And they've worked with us on, on, you know, so your practice with some of the digital advisory work. No, that's a big part of who we are. That's a big part of what we've done and the value we've created. It, it just a really good way to think about it is in the past, our business model had been, you know, 90% kind of services and around, you know, 10%, you know, different tools or technologies, you know, we've, we've brought to the table. We want to we want to shift that in that we want to lead with the technology. We we have near we're building as a generative AI tech platform that is supported by that is wrapped around by our services. So as a matter of fact, you and I are, are already scheduling speaking engagements for the sales kickoff, global kickoff season. Uh, the 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 consulting, the advisory services still are going to be a big part of of our go to market. Uh, as we'll talk about, you know, we just wrapped up our summit events from the learning expedition to frontier gatherings to innovation sprints. We'll talk more about those in a second. Those are still very much part of our value add. And, and it goes back to not really thinking about any clients as one size fits all. Every client we've worked with, you know that they have their own nuances. They have their own go-to-market challenges and opportunities. So we're going to continue to wrap around uh, our services with this with this tech offering this tech platform yes uh very key to who we are and what we do and you mentioned some events uh we have been known to put on some really impactful events from innovation sprints for clients to doing actually workshops at some of their sales kickoffs or global kickoffs and then our learning expeditions which we released earlier or introduced earlier this year. Uh, talk a little bit more about some of the events that we're doing. You, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna chuckle because I, I, I don't know even if I've shared this with you. Uh, it, it, events for me came from a client conversation, who, I, literally in 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 a coaching session, uh, he brought up how do I get a NOR IV, and I looked <laughs> at him like, wait, what? He said, it's great that, that I and we and our team is learning a little bit from you each time we talk. How do we get an infusion of that? And I said, why don't we, well, why don't we get a, a small group of your folks to, again, I think this is, goes back to 2015, 2016 timeframe. I said, why don't we get a group of your folks just to my house? As you know, for years, I've worked from a home office and uh, th this was at the time KPMG and uh, you know, we did. We called it an immersive, uh, immersive retreat, and I, I think I want to say eight KPMG directors came to my house for a weekend, and we found a hotel nearby where they stayed, and we we kind they kind of Ubered back and forth, and we went bowling. You know, it was it was cool, but it was a cool bowling event that night. Uh, yeah, I told you you got to chuckle, and and that's how our events began, and and. I've always, Jen, you know this about me, I've always believed people fundamentally gather for two reasons, content and community. What can the audience learn uh, from you know, me, from each other, about themselves, 
uh, really disengaged from their day-to-day obligations to really focus on their aspirations, their, their aspirations for themselves, their aspirations for their teams, and certainly organizations. So, so yes, it, we, we are very intentional about the event. So content is one, community is the second one. Who else can I meet? Who else can I get to know? Who else can I really benefit from and learn from, learn through, grow through in those interactions? So uh, we really focus on at the moment for unique, really unique experiences. And I've never believed that learning and growth has to come from people getting duct taped to a chair in the classroom or worse yet, shoving them in a hotel somewhere. So all of our uh, events are really unique um, and, and we, don't, we don't do open, uh, kind of. It's, it's really customized for a very targeted group. So uh, you wanna share our, our big one for the year is the Relationship Economic Summit. Uh, and and that's, a, that's an exciting one that we'll talk more about. Um, you, you lead our learning expeditions, fly fishing, where we take a group of executives and you've taught me fish don't live in ugly places. So yeah. we you know, put them on the river uh, and as captain of the U.S. women's fly fishing team, you really help them understand all the nuances of fly fishing and their willingness to be bad. And then I take them, you know, from the river into a, a, a session where we tie the river experience with their strategy and their growth and their brand. Then we have uh, uh, our our innovation kind of sprints is, again, take a group of individuals and really thinking about innovating their business models. Uh, and that's a, that's a really rich experience we've done for several clients. And then more recently, we're really excited uh, to partner uh, with, a, with a sharp you know, young leader and, and, and uh, bring frontier gatherings uh, also to our portfolio. And, uh, and we'll certainly share more of that in the, in the coming weeks. But the events uh, that, that, again, uh, you, you shared, if you could share your screen, uh, we, the Learning the, the Relationship Economics Summit in particular was a was a really rich experience this this uh, this this past week. Um, so so you're a big part of this new vision. Uh, what are you up to? Uh, and and talk a little about kind of where are you spending a lot of your time and efforts? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, we're doing uh, the digital transformation of not only our business but what we offer to our clients. And so in taking what you teach and that methodology for Relationship Economics 3, the book over my shoulder, uh, that those insights that they put on those those documents and those 11 by 17 worksheets really do become static. And so giving them a way to incorporate that methodology into their already existing sales flow, uh, be it force management or MedPick or whatever sales methodology the company uses, Marrying those two things together is one of the digital transformations that we're working on. So we've created a way for people to digitally interact with those worksheets so they don't have to print them out and write on them. They're actually fillable PDFs that are available. We're then expanding that to also put then a database behind it. So then that as people input data on those worksheets, it can actually be connected to your Salesforce or whatever planning tool that you use to do some of that strategic account planning. And then beyond that, we're also developing uh, a 
relationship tool. Uh, we're calling it Relationship Bank, and it is a generative AI platform that allows you to manage your relationships better, uh, both from a personal perspective as well as a enterprise business perspective, because we have a lot of relationships. All of that contact data is scattered everywhere, and it could be on your phone, your LinkedIn, and are you really proactively managing any of those relationships? Probably not. And so this tool actually allows you to pull it all into one place, have real-time updates on things that may be happening for them, and allows you to have more rich conversations related to those relationships and how you both can mutually benefit from continuing to nurture uh, those over time. I, I got to tell you, in in you know twenty plus years of doing this, I, I've been so looking forward to this chapter <laughs> and this this ability to and and full disclosure, envious uh, when you see other people show a tool or other people show a digital way to deliver value, and you're thinking, why am I still doing this with you know paper? And and really excited to see the digital evolution of the vision and the value add. And, and, and tell me who couldn't benefit professionally, who couldn't benefit from you know, more organized or deeper or richer relationships into their day-to-day kind of efforts. Yeah, if somebody tells you that they couldn't benefit from that, they're either A, not in sales or B, unwilling to grow, I guess. <laughs> excited a little bit by the way we're all in ever since we started dating as teenagers we all we're all in sales we all have figured out a way to we get and, and joking aside you know certainly we're focused on enterprise sellers but this is as relevant to any professional who wants to proactively manage their relationships and that's a that's a really exciting opportunity to address well absolutely and one of those things that we talked about with our clients uh as we've gone through this journey, as we've started this journey and, and created the development roadmap and, and sort of what features and functionality we're putting into our MVP, one of the things that has surfaced repeatedly is that CRMs, customer relationship management tools like Salesforce or uh, Microsoft Dynamics, they've actually forgotten the R. There, there really is no relationship management in there. Those are organizational forecasting, structural, leadership management tools and they become these massive data repositories that nobody really likes interacting with uh, as you jokingly say it takes a phd to be able to admin these things and so it, it creates complexity and friction in most people's workflows and it doesn't actually allow them to focus on what will allow them to do their job best which is those relationships and you said it many times that relationships aren't between buildings or logos that's it's people and so our ability to allow people to have those conversations in a more streamlined fashion and keep track of them is what we're after and, and i believe the accurate terminology is a phd in astrophysics to, <laughs> to navigate this what, what did you tell me some eleven thousand plus marketing technology martech tools alone we still yeah. haven't touched sales tech which I, I would i would guess is equally as as just an insane number of tools and then customer success and put those three together and now you know that's your really revenue operations that's that customer life cycle journey that we've been talking about for a long time and it becomes mind-boggling of how you know just how complex this tech stack has gotten 
And, and I've always believed that we're all fundamentally in the relationship business. And, and we think we can really create a rich new category in this proactive, intentional, strategic relationship management space. Yes. And so one of the things that comes from our focus on relationships, and then you mentioned our events earlier, was last week we actually had one of our, our keystone events or touchstone events. And uh, it got together a group of our clients in the North Georgia mountains, and it's called the Relationship Economics Summit. It's our second year doing it. But what are some of the key things that you took away from that uh, gathering? Yeah, if you can bring up that page, you know, for our audience, this is, as Jen mentioned, uh, it is by far my my uh, uh, favorite event that we put on every year. And you're looking at, you know, we already have the date scheduled for next year. Um, you know, the vision for this is, uh, you know, right there, Eric McCarthy, you know, talks about, uh, you know, when you get really sharp and he's he's been a longtime friend through the National Association of Corporate Directors. So Eric is a venture capital, private equity partner. He's on boards of several private and public companies. And, you know, he kicked us off with, you know, I think 10 observations uh, from a board level. And then, you know, we talked to, you know, leaders that are, that are James Milet is at Schneider Electric and, and he's leading up a, a really big transformation of their go-to-market strategy. Catherine Kelly right there that talked about the fantastic learning and growth opportunity at Bechtel Dickinson BD talked about you know, creating a, a, a one global BD service organization. So, so these are just some examples of, if you scroll down, you know, some great, great attendees come great where we have the registration for, for next year of both uh, the front end, we call the next up leadership. I, I deeply believe that leadership has to evolve. Leadership mindset, tool set, roadmap has to evolve. Uh, for leaders and their teams and organizations to remain relevant. So the next up leadership program is, is you know, front end uh, October, in this case, seven and eight of next year. The ninth is really an overlap. And we think it's really important in a social setting. So this year it was golf, it was spa, it was clay shooting. It was, uh, I think it was horseback riding. I think you took a group to fly fishing. So that day of overlap socially is really important. Uh, a really nice dinner reception that night. And then the next up leaves and the executive stay for the next day and a half. So again, next year it will be uh, really ninth through the 11th. Uh, and, and we're really immersed uh, again, if you scroll down both the attendees, you know, people can see from the past couple of years, these are senior executives all with some really challenging uh, functions, market opportunities, uh, challenges in, continued uncertainty of our economy. And then below that, you can see the discussion topics. And we really bring what a lot of these, and, and we're in a really interesting position that almost like a, I think of it as a, if you think of the offensive coordinator sitting in the booth, you know, you see the entire field. And we see that entire field for a lot of different companies, a lot of different industries. So from medical devices to insurance, from, you know, cybersecurity to, you know, the last mile physical, you know, internet connection and a whole lot in between. So, so it's a really good chance to share and the audience does as much, every attendee presents and, and they do as much sharing of the challenges and opportunities in within the room 
And it's interesting when you see your challenge in somebody else's world, it kind of shines a new light into how I should think about uh, doing this differently. If you scroll down a little bit, we got some great friends that, you know, sponsor and, and really help support this event. And then at the bottom of this page, you can see you know, beyond the sponsorship, a gallery of these, these individuals, the attendees become friends. And, and, and it's not a boondoggle. It's a chance to disengage from your day-to-day -day obligations so you can really focus on your personal and professional aspirations. And the intent of this Relationship Economic Summit is to get uh, you know, clients, as Jen mentioned, partners and friends together for an intimate. This is never going to be a 500-person, 1,000-person anything. It's an intimate gathering of, of these folks. And, and that's, a, that's a big, unique part of the value add. The, the resort we were at this past year, Jen, I think you heard somebody else say, you know, your blood pressure can't go up in a place like this, right? This is a, this is a place to really uh, kind of, again, disengage from all that we feel like we have to do and really focus on that, which will create the biggest value in our respective effort. So, so that was, those were my, my takeaways. How about you? You were, you were there with us. What, what resonated with you? Yeah, I, from the past two years, the diversity of our clients who come uh, has always been really great and it contributes to that really rich conversation. And we've read about a lot of these topics before of having intentional offsites or generative AI and its impact on your organization, um, be better leadership values. I think last year we talked uh, a little bit about uh, branding and marketing customer life cycle. But as you said, when others present it from their lens, it causes you to think just a little bit differently and maybe reflect on your challenges uh, with a slightly different view. And maybe you come up with a new idea on how to uh, approach it in your own business. Um, but it also then allows you to learn and grow and ask questions and dig a little bit deeper into any of those things. And one of the great things about this year, uh, we had Clark Dean from Transwestern there, and he talks a lot about the neuroscience around the spaces that you're in. And one of the reasons we choose where we hold the, this event is actually to disengage and, and kind of force the mind to be separate from your regular day to day. And so it's not just putting you in a hotel, it's actually changing your entire surrounding. So you can focus on the learnings and being fully present and having those key aha moments, and then take those back and implement them in your day to day. And I, I got to tell you, uh, Jeff Huckabee's section on embedded analytics, that also really kind of, I think was a great, great presentation. Um, the, the other thing that, that, that I really think about is if you think about it, uh, we didn't bring any quote unquote outside speakers, outside presenters, and, and you and I do that for a living. So there's definitely value in that. But, you know, the attendees from this didn't get up there and regurgitate a book report. What they talked about was things they were living, that the challenges and opportunities they were dealing with on a daily basis. You know, Bob McIntosh, longtime friend, and uh, just retired as the, the general counsel of Westrock. When he joined them, they were doing 900 million in revenue. When he left, they were doing 20 billion in revenue. So, so the journey that he'd gone through, through M&A you know, transactions that were intelligent and you know, went really well, and the ones that didn't go as well. And 
when he shared that, you know, James Milad was sitting up front and he said, you exude that trust that beyond your legal expertise, you're just a, it's a you're, you, you really come across as a wise counsel. And there's a reason he survived four different, you know, CEOs. Um, so so th- I really appreciate, you know, executives who show up and contribute to the conversation as much as they kind of take away from it. And, and that's what makes that Relationship Economics Summit uh, and we hope every subsequent event that we do similarly really practices what we preach in, you know, preach on, which is we're all fundamentally in the relationship business. But Jen, thinking about just to build on that, thinking about this new new chapter, uh, what are you most excited about? Not kind of where we've been, but kind of where we're going this next year. What I'm most excited about? Well, as you and I have talked about in the past. I love challenging compl- or ch- solving complex problems and challenging the status quo and creating a way for people to proactively manage their relationships in a way that's most intuitive to them is a problem that we're going to face. And as we move into this digital transformation and create this, this app, uh, making it sticky, making people want to use it, that that to me is sort of understanding what they do and how they do it, but then doing it at scale. And so that to me is, is, a, is a problem that uh, I'm really excited to solve. Beyond that, growing our events is something that uh, I think most of our clients get a lot of value out of and the uniqueness of them allows, allows us to stand apart from everybody else and what we do is never a boondoggle and it really allows people to to learn from it everybody comes away with a nugget and focusing on the growth of the person and the growth of the teams is really where our sweet spot is and so i uh i love contributing to those and and i mean sharing my passion of fly fishing with anybody uh is always a fun thing for me, but also having that translated to leadership qualities and being more physically present in your day-to-day, it allows you to create sort of an outlet for yourself. And even if you only go fly fishing once or twice a year, like it's, it's creating that, that way to disconnect. And maybe for others, it could be hiking or golf or, or for you riding motorcycles. And so it reinforces the need to actually disconnect from your day-to-day to really focus and have time to think. And so building those unique experiences for our clients is, is the other thing that I'm most excited for. And you, you and I talked about it. I mean, I think most leaders, you know, are back to pre-pandemic kind of hustle. I, you know, you and I were talking yesterday was a 19 hour day for me in three different cities and, and yeah, it might be an anomaly, but you, you just, you know, there's a lot you want to accomplish. And, you know, for most of us who are still, you know, out there, you know, grinding it or hustling as a, as a, as an operator to try to get things done, um, you know, it, it burnout is real and, and it can, it can creep up on you. So, so when you disengage, uh, I think I've mentioned this, you know, there's mathematical uh, proof that if you get away from a problem and come back at it with a fresh lens, you have a dramatically better chance of of solving that. So I think a big reason of why we do events is not just raise the, the leadership competency and capability of our clients, partners, friends, 
people in our in our relationship ecosystem. But it also, as you said, just gives people a chance to disengage. Um, I rode uh, the golf cart and I went and saw the group that was playing golf. And, you know, it's the first time I've seen these two executives in shorts and they were comfortable and they were, you know, in, really enjoying themselves. You know, several of the executives signed up for spa and, and they just kind of had a chance to disengage and you could see them the next day and it felt like the world had just lifted off their shoulders. I love that the, the group you took fly fishing. They're 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 there with their flex picture of look at this gorgeous rainbow trout that I just caught. And I've known one of those executives for twenty plus years. And you know the guys worked his tail off all those all those years. So to disengage from that, and then you see them sitting in you know, a front row in the in the sessions, you know, taking diligent notes. One executive came up to me after a day and a half and said, you know, I never do this. And I just took eight pages of notes. And that's the opportunity I think we create in these events uh, for, for leaders to really pour love and support in themselves and really grow, grow through that journey. Well, and one of the things that I also love about our events is that it's never just the event it, that that learning and community that we've created carries on beyond that. So we have our, our private online community that previously was called the NOR Forum. Now it's the Avenir Forum. But specifically for like our, our Relationship Economics Summit, there's a there's a group within that online community that has past attendees in it. And so we've sh we share any of the, the presentations or the, the materials that were presented at the event, but then we also continue that conversation. You and I are in the, the forum daily, and so people can interact with us, but then those leaders themselves can also interact with each other and ask questions and follow up mm -hmm. on some of the things that they may have taken notes on and, and wanna revisit now that they're back in their day-to-day -day business. So it's never just an event. It's actually a community that we're growing and building every time that we do one of these events. Yeah, it's a great, great opportunity. So uh, I shared what I'm excited about for this next year and this evolution of our business. Uh, Noor, what about you? Uh, I, I retend, for, for our audience, uh, I recently attended uh, something called Sastra which is uh, the, the, the largest gathering of SaaS uh, companies. And, and uh, Jen, I'm jealous because you, you had been there a whole bunch of you know, previous times and previous worlds. And I, I'm walking around like a kid in a candy store. Like, you know, this is the first time I've been there. And it's, and it's a testament that I've been living in a, in a parallel universe. And, you know, what, what, what I distinctly remember from, from walking around and, and for audience, I think it's like 12,000 people that show up at this event and it's across this massive campus of indoor and outdoor, you know, stages. And, and, you know, I was, I could envision us building our relationship economics, digital platform and really showcasing on a stage showing um, hopefully at the, the next one, you know, our vision for this and where we're going and, and how we believe uh, our relationship bank, uh, you know, again, that allows people to organize their, their, their relationships proactively, update them, clean them up, contact them. Uh, the relationship map that allows you to really activate those relationships and connect the ones you need with the ones you have to accelerate getting things done. And ultimately at the enterprise level, the enterprise, the relationship map, uh, really helps you 
uh, uncover that dark relationship value, relationships that you don't know exist, or they're on those buying committees, or you know, how do I proactively as a team, you know, co-create and create uh, greater value through those relationships. So, so I'm really excited about this vision. Uh, and Jen, I got to tell you, I, you know, four in the morning, I'm wide awake, staring at my ceiling, thinking about the user interface. And and I know I need a, you need a life when you do this; it just becomes all-consuming. But I'm really excited about you know bringing that vision to the market and really helping, as I said earlier, democratizing this. You know, today the only way you're going to learn this is either you read my book or you listen to me speak or you attend one of our programs. I think we can cast a much broader net with this methodology, with this approach, which we've proven works with with the digital platforms. So, so on that note, let, let me let me ask you, um, you know, what can our audience, I guess, expect? Um, what are you most excited about, and what can they expect from us in the next kind of three to six months? Yeah. So. Uh, related to the, the relationship economics digital platform, what can they expect from us? Our MVP is going to be released. Currently, we're in stealth mode. We're developing it. We are looking for uh, power users and design partners. And so power users are our core our core audience that we're, we're going after and the, and the problems that we're initially trying to address are those enterprise sellers, those B2B enterprise sellers that have complex sales that they may have been doing this a while, or maybe they're just starting their career, but those enterprise sellers develop sort of what we call a black book. And those are relationships that they've had, and maybe they've moved a couple companies and they continue to have those and they go with them everywhere. And so it's that ability to continue to nurture and maintain those relationships, regardless of what company you actually work for. So our power users, our core is those sellers. And then our design partners are the sales leadership, are the CROs of B2B enterprise teams that need some of that visibility into what their sellers are doing um, that may be captured outside of the, the traditional CRM. And so what we're looking for from this perspective is uh, sign up as a power user, as a design partner, you'll get early access to our platform, you'll get uh, beta access to any of the new features and functionality. And what we ask from, from you and, and from our power users and design partners is to ask questions, complain about the platform, leverage the platform, because if you're complaining about the platform, that means you're using the platform. And it allows us to grow and iterate and modify our roadmap to actually bring to market the features and functionality that people are wanting to use and that would be most impactful for them in their day-to-day businesses. And so uh, that's what we're looking for uh, in the short term, uh, in the next three to six months. And like I said, we're currently in stealth mode. Our MVP is coming quickly. And then we're going to uh, iterate on top of that and build. So first is bank, then is uh, map, map, and then is, uh, let's go backwards, plan. 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 Um, yeah. So the bank organizes your relationships, your map activates them, and it's the ones that you have versus the ones that you need to achieve the goal that you're after. And then plan allows you to take your relationships and sync them up with other, other people who are yet leveraging relationship bank 
with them and then create an actual strategic way to approach that account from a sort of an enterprise sales level. Uh, if you, so, if you can, yeah, if you can go back to, uh, uh, again, for our audience, Avnir, A-V-N-I-R, Avnir.com is the website. And just to clarify, when we say we activate dark relationship value, it, it, this came up a couple of times at our symposium. I want to reiterate, this is not any kind of nefarious activity. We're not, we're not teaching anybody. <laughs> it's, we're not teaching anybody to, to do anything, you know, illegal or unethical. This is really, we want you to think of that dark as, as hidden or not visible to you or not readily available to you. Uh, and the story I like to tell is I, t- I spoke with a chief revenue officer who at a leadership meeting had, you know, talked about, you know, having lost a, a fairly sizable deal. You know, here's a $5 million deal we just lost. And the CFO of all people says, we should have never lost that deal. And they were really curious. And they said, what do you mean? And he said, well, that buyer was in my wedding. So those are all types. It's just one example of all types of relationships we don't know about. We don't ask about. We don't connect the dots. And we believe, uh, and again, generative AI and, and really teaching large language models about the breadth, depth of our relationships from your contacts, from your LinkedIn profiles, from your spreadsheets and your calendars and these multiple data sources, we believe we can build a really rich relationship ecosystem that helps you identify and, and really activate those dark relationships. So I just want to make sure we always want to be the the, the, the the guiding light. We always want to be the lighthouse to shine light on those relationships. So dark in this case means you got a hidden untapped, unrecognized, undervalued, and not anything nefarious. Even though my CTO, which is in a scary thought, does like this a lot, it, it is it is an opportunity to really uncover uncover great great value in our relationship. Well one of the things that I I took away from a, a previous conversation that we also had with a, another enterprise seller uh, that is in our community of power users, uh, he said that he wanted he would adopt a tool if that tool would then give him superpowers or the perception of superpowers. And so that is the goal with this relationship bank, because you a lot of times these enterprise sellers or anybody really are managing those relationships, like you said, in spreadsheets, in notes, in LinkedIn, in their head, which is beyond scary. Um, and you can't keep track of all of that and everything else you're doing. And so by creating one place that intelligently learns what you do and how you do it and what information may be of the most value to you, will then allow it will give you kind of that perception of superpowers and you'll know things possibly in real time or as quickly as possible that allows you to proactively reach out to to someone and congratulate them on an achievement or it allows you to create those those impactful moments in in a really meaningful manner Mm. and and that's the exciting part about this next chapter that's the exciting part about kind of where we're trying to go so again would encourage the audience uh avnir avnir.com go check it out if you fit that profile of a power user or a design partner would love to collaborate with you. Would love to give you early access to kind of what we're building, uh, and or if you know someone, uh, would encourage you to um, invite them to kind of join this program and gain uh, insights on relationship economics. And <clears throat> again, what we're building 
uh, a good three to six months ahead of the general market that will release this too. Yes. And so, uh, Nor, what, what is it that you'd like our audience to remember about the Nor Group, about our, our new evolution to Avenir, and then just sort of our digital transformation in general? Yeah, <clears throat> you, you and I have had some, some heated conversations that, that I've always believed one of the fastest ways to ruin a relationship is, is think of it as a, a George Foreman grill of set it and forget it. And, and I think increasingly, uh, and, and nothing against automation. I, I, I value, you know, when it's used for, you know, operational efficiency or effectiveness, or I can, it can help me create scale. But I don't want our audience to ever forget, regardless of what you do, whether you're watching this or you're listening to it, I've long believed we're all fundamentally in the relationship business. That's what I've advocated for two decades. Regrettably, regrettably, after two decades, this still isn't taught in our schools. This, you know, this idea of how to be, be efficient and effective and impactful in building relationships isn't taught in many companies' new hire training program. We'll teach them the product or service or how to go to market or how to do the job, but not anything about the relationships you need inside or outside the organization to succeed. So with that context, that beyond your academic foundation, beyond your professional pedigree, your relationships are your biggest asset and often only sustainable differentiator. If you think about that as the background and what Nor Group has done for two decades, Avnir is really extension of that to leveraging technology to do the heavy lifting. It's never going to replace you and I meeting in person. It's never going to replace the handshake or looking somebody in the eye or developing that trust, which, by the way, is very difficult to do with these Hollywood squares. But if it can help you with your relationship on ramps, uh, again, sociologists call this being ambient aware. The more knowledgeable you become about your relationships, the more proactively you can nurture them. You want intelligent growth, the, the, the essence of, of these sessions, double down on the breadth, the depth, the quality of your relationships. Build real, authentic, genuine, value-based relationships. And we're confident that the Avnir Relationship Economics digital platform right? The different tools that we're building in this platform will do exactly that. They will help you, uh, as Jen mentioned or earlier, organize, activate, and monetize your relationships proactively, intently, strategically. And we believe generative AI can do a lot of that heavy lifting for business professionals who need relationships to succeed. So that's what I hope, a long-winded answer, but that's what I hope you'll take away and, and we encourage you to keep coming back. We've got some great, great episodes coming up uh, in, in the next several weeks. Uh, Jen, I, I, I forget, I think we're episode, you know, I think this was, uh, this was 40, right? This was the, the 40. Yep, this is um, 40th. And we've got some great episodes uh, covering skills gap, what your team members need to learn, unlearn, relearn uh, to re remain relevant in their roles or grow in their roles. Uh, we also have some great uh, client 
friends coming in, uh, like growth leader Scott Edinger is going to be a guest on our show in upcoming episodes. But then also we're going to go back to customer centricity and why it's more than satisfaction. And you really need to be customer obsessed to help grow your business. So those are just some of our upcoming episodes that we've got planned. Yeah. Scott's got a grand, a brand new book. Uh, book. Uh, he's a, 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 he, he published articles in Harvard Business Review. He's been a longtime friend and, and his new book, Growth Leader, excited. He's launching that uh, in, in a couple of weeks and we're excited to have him and a lot of great, great content. And as Jen mentioned, guests coming up in the next next several weeks. So hopefully you'll continue to check it out. Uh, the new website, uh, abnir.com. Uh, if you go slash resources, abnir.com slash resources, you'll find our blog, you'll find uh, our our uh, forum, you'll find, uh, there you go. So abnir.com slash resources, the blog, this podcast, and also North, uh, Abnir Forum. I keep saying North Forum because I've been used to it. <laughs> Abnir Forum is our online community. We encourage you to come join us. Uh, come be a part of the conversation. Uh, Jen and I are in that forum on a daily basis. And we're happy to jump in and answer questions, yes. comments you may have. We also post regularly in there. So on behalf of Jen Course, thanks for joining us for this episode of Intelligent Growth. Now the Avnir Intelligent Growth. Uh, learn more and join our uh, power users. And and uh, I feel like Bob Barker. Remember for years you'd say spade and neuter your pets? I want to say come join our power users and, and design partner community at avnir.com. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.